everybody. Welcome yep. to another episode of DFV. I am your co-host, Black Cinephile. And I'm that other co-host, Brad. That is Brad. Brad, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode for a while, because when it comes to video game movies, that's it, always hit and miss. And today we're going to be talking about the original Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993 and the new Super Mario Brothers movie that just released this past weekend in 2023. So this is a big one. I have been waiting for this movie since it was first announced back in, I want to say, like 2021. Maybe it Mm. was early or late 2020 that it was announced. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the exact time, but I know it was announced at a certain, uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact time. But yeah, so this, this is a big one for me. I've been, uh, waiting to see what Illumination would do with the Super Mario Brothers kind of name and we'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. Someone like me who, um, I've played Mario Kart like maybe once or twice in my life. Um, you know, when I usually, uh, I my 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 memories were was playing the Mario Kart uh the Mario Kart ripoff. It would be like the Mortal Kombat one that was like a special feature. Oh yeah, on one of the Mortal, one of the Mortal Kombat games where Liu Kang and everybody is in the Super Mario Karts. That was the one I usually played. I was Super Mario inspired. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I pretty much came into this as kind of like an outsider with both of these films, and. Uh, I think I'll have a unique take. You'll have a unique take because uh, I assume you're a Mario Kart fan, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I've been alongside like Mario ever since I played Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. So I've been very mm. ingrained into it. So when it comes to all the references in both of these movies, I know which ones are good, which ones are bad. And I understand them enough to be like, oh, I got that one. OK, OK, good, good, good. Uh, all right, man. Uh, listen, I think chronological, while it can be a controversial choice with most episodes, I think it just it needs to be done here because we got to see where we started from to where we are today. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We have to do chronological for this one. All right. Uh, you mind if I take the reins on the uh, 1993 film and you do 2023? It is all yours. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so first on the docket here, we got Super Mario Brothers, uh, 1993, uh, directed by the husband and wife team of uh, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel. So basically in this film, we have a live action film. We got uh, we got adopted brothers. Well, we, we got brothers uh, Mario, played by uh, Bob Hoskins, and uh, Luigi, played by John Leguizamo. Uh, Luigi is an um, a, a adopted brother of Mario that Mario took in. Uh, let it be known that his name is Mario Mario, by the way. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's got the same first and last name, Mario Mario. But basically, Luigi is uh, someone that Mario took in, and they're like uh, they're like brothers. Um, after a double date uh, with um, you know Luigi going out with a, a woman named Daisy and Mario going out with a woman named, I believe her name was Danie- Daniela. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Daniela and Daisy... Are, uh, are kidnapped and taken to a dystopic parallel universe because it is believed that one of them is um, the princess uh, of the world that was dropped off on Earth a long time ago. Now, this dystopic parallel universe is a parallel universe where dinosaurs 
Uh, do they still roam the earth or like what's what's the what's the main difference? It, it was in our universe. Everybody kind of evolved from primates in that mm. universe. Everybody evolved from dinosaurs and lizards. So ah, basically right. it was dinosaurs became humans. <laughs> OK, OK, awesome, awesome. So in that world, it's uh, ruled by the uh, ruthless King Koopa, played by the uh, great uh, immeasurable Dennis Hopper. And uh, basically, Luigi uh, Luigi tries to go after his girl. Mario goes after Luigi. And now they're stuck in this universe trying to rescue their ladies and uh, get back home. And uh, that's the bare bones plot of Super Mario Brothers. You know, w- when you talk about this film, I, I, the discourse around this film would be like, oh, man, that bad 90s movie. I would hear so many people call this movie bad. And... I had to see for myself. I'm like, Bob Hoskins is a good actor. Mm-hmm. I like John Leguizamo. We know Dennis Hopper's the man. Even Samantha Mathis, who plays Princess Daisy, she's a good actor. I'm like, could this movie really be that bad? And after watching this movie, man, I mean, this is... I, I think this is a pretty solid 90s adaptation of Super Mario Brothers. See, the biggest problem that people have with this movie is the fact that it does not do well with the source material. So, for instance, the Goombas in this are kind of very, like, reptilian creatures with very (laughs) weirdly shaped heads instead of their original kind of inspiration, which is shiitake mushrooms. So, Mm -hmm. then you have Bowser played by... You know, as a human instead of as a giant turtle, it's it's very it takes ideas from the source material, but doesn't run very far with them. And mm. when it comes to like being a movie, I agree this movie isn't bad by any yeah. means when it comes to like a 90s cheesy action flick. It's more in line with being hated by fans because we were told we were getting a Super Mario movie and this is not that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the way I look at it, I'm like, bro, if if this was a if this was a 90s live action film of Super Mario Brothers and I was in the 90s, not to, not the 2020s, mind you, mm-hmm. in the 90s, I would have walked away from this film going, eh, "All right, that's that's what I expected." Okay. You know, I feel like I feel like for its time, this isn't a bad movie. Obviously, if this was released today, you know, I there would probably be hell to pay because it's like, come on, y'all. Like with, I mean, because listen, I, 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 there's so many good qualities about this movie to me. Like, I the special effects for its time aren't that bad, mm-hmm. especially like the like the creation of the Goombas. You know, like I would always see those Goombas in memes, but I never knew what they were. I didn't know they came from this movie. Um, Is this your first but, time uh, watching this one, or had you seen it prior? This is my first time seeing this movie. Okay. It was always on cable, like 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 late night, like oh Super Mario Brothers, the '90s version, and I would always be like, I don't really play that game, so I would never watch it. But this is my first time seeing this movie. Yeah, I can say for somebody that like has played the games and everything like that, and I remember hearing like there was a Super Mario Brothers movie. This is after I had already seen like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and stuff like that, like the cartoon, and it's like. Oh, that's, it's Mario and like cartoon. F- I like this. It's good. And then seeing this it was like, that was bad. I didn't like that. I, you know, <laughs> and even as a kid, I was just like, that wasn't Mario. That was I don't know what that was, but that wasn't Mario. I didn't like that. I want my Mario movie. 
See, I like I see. I guess the reason I like this movie is because I like the chemistry between Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Oh yeah, like they both they both look like they're having fun. Like, and and I feel like them having fun makes the movie fun. And I like that the movie doesn't take itself seriously. Oh like, no, not know, at all. Yeah, like you can't even take King Cooper Kid Cooper seriously. Like he's 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 kind of a joke. You know, uh, he he whines all the time. Like at six billion years ago. And we haven't evolved. I'm so sick and tired of this place. And then you got a scene where he's uh he's calling the pizza place. He's like, uh, hey, can I get your order? Uh, I like the King Koompa special, please. <laughs> yeah, hold the onions or whatever he said. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I like that you can't take this movie seriously. It's so 90s. Um, yeah, it, it's fun to me. Like I, I like I like the little gags. I like the stupid cousins he has, where he puts them in the sh- machine, makes them smarter. And they're even more incompetent because they're like, hey, shouldn't we just make a plan together instead of us just go off? Like, like you know, he's like, uh, if you don't go off, I'm going to kill you. Okay, we'll, we'll just go off then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it, man. I, I like the cheesiness of it. Yeah, there is some great, like, cheesy humor in this movie. When you take away the fact that this is a very terrible adaptation for the license that they had. When you put all that aside and you go, I'm just going to watch it for the movie it is, it's a decent movie. It's it's mm-hmm. a solid kind of like B-plot movie and everything. The problem is they then took Mario and were like, hey, kids, we got a Mario movie for you. It involves dystopian worlds where people are trying to, you know, turn people into reptiles and everything like that. It's like, that's that's nothing like Mario at all. Where's the mushrooms? Oh, there's a fungus. What's a fungus? And it's like, no, no, that's <laughs> this is completely off track from what Mario should be. But <laughs> it, I'll agree. Like when it comes to the interactions between the characters, the way that they work off of each other for this comedy, it's great. They do a great job with what they're given. And the problem is they weren't given something that everybody was told they were going to get. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I see. I think I'm unique in which, uh, you know, someone that hasn't played the game that much. I saw this movie and I saw this movie right after I saw the animated version we're going to talk about. OK, and I saw that and I went, OK, that seems like a 90s kind of translation of what they would do back then. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess if I saw this movie before I saw the animated version, I don't think my opinion would have changed, but I guess I, the way I look at yeah. Yeah, as somebody that, you know, since you haven't played the games, you don't know, like, the backstory that they've presented in these characters and everything like that. It's kind of like if they tried to make them... I'm trying to think, like, if they made an Uncharted movie, and they are like, cool, Nathan Drake is just a line cook. That's the entire movie, is him just trying to run a restaurant... And you're just like, but that's not the the game that I know. That's not what he does. <laughs> it's well, like, yeah. Well, no, okay. So technically, I I, I wouldn't put it as that harsh of a uh, allegory. I mean, Mario I don't know. And Luigi, it's <laughs> Mario and Luigi are plumbers. They do end up transported to another land. There is a guy named Koopa. There is a guy. There is a guy that's the king of the Koopas. That they uh that is a villain. They do race in, they do race in this film. I mean, it's not too far off from what the game is. It is just that the designs are wrong. 
the designs are wrong the idea behind the plot is completely wrong but i guess yes if you wanted to boil it down to like the bare basics yes it does have <laughs> the mario brothers go up against a guy named king koopa in another world <laughs> right another character i like was the big bertha character <laughs> oh yeah i think that was supposed to be like birdo or something which is a whole other thing that's it's like Okay, that's not even close. <laughs> mm. Well, who's Birdo? Uh, Birdo is one of the just kind of monster characters that's in the games that you kind of go up against. It's a giant pink kind of monster with a giant nose. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, they said Toad was in this movie. Who was Toad? Uh, Toad was the singer guy at the beginning. That got turned into the Goomba, and then later on you see him with, like, the harmonica on his neck. That was Toad. (laughs) Yeah, see, there you go. You didn't even know who that character was. (laughs) You already knew that was wrong. Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. I guess so. I mean, I, I look, I took it for what it was. I was like, all right, that was kind of fun. Um, But I I can understand if you're a fan of the game, you kind of go, yeah, I wasn't. That wasn't what I was expecting at all. Oh, yeah. Um, Which that's where a lot of the hate toward this movie comes from. I think people that have seen it and just go, I'm willing to bet during that time, like parents that were coming out of the theaters were like, "Okay, that was a fine movie. How was it? Did you like it, little Timmy? Meanwhile, little Timmy's like standing there with his arms crossed going, that wasn't Mario. Right, right, right. Okay, I can I can see that. I can see that. Totally. Um yeah, I mean, I uh, I like how uh, I like the characteristics of the characters too. Like, I like how you know Mario is kind of a, a you know spunky, you know, uh, uh, you know Italian American guy. I like how Luigi is you know kind of like a wisecracker. Like, I, I I like I like their characteristics in this one. It may not be how Mario and Luigi are in the game, but I like how they fit them into like '90s New York City. Right. Uh, for this one, they paired up very well with having like the big brother, little brother dynamic of he's always watching out for it. Like even at the beginning of the movie, when Luigi is first talking to Daisy and Mario is kind of tuning in, does she right. need a ride? Oh, do you need a ride somewhere? And then afterwards, right. we can I'm- go for dinner. Do you like eating <laughs> or do you eat? <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that scene. Yeah. Like I said, I like their I like their relationship for sure. Yeah, it, that's what it comes down to is this movie has a lot of good jokes in it. It has that cheesy humor, good relationship between them and good characters. As long as you ignore the fact that it's supposed to be a Mario movie. <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it. That's a good way of looking at it. And I love the classic freeze frame it has at the end. You know, Daisy comes back like uh, Mario, Luigi, I need your help. Mario, Mario puts on the tool belt. I don't know what, what you go. What are you gonna do with that? I don't and know. Luigi, Luigi puts on his. He says, "says uh, Oh, I don't believe this." Mario's like, "Oh, I believe. I believe." And then it just ends on the freeze frame with Daisy like smiling. Yeah, I'm like okay. It's a very like Back to the Future kind of ending where it's like, Marty, we gotta save your kids. Right, right, right. Um, I don't have much else to say about this, man. Uh, I mean, do you? Not really. It's the story behind this one and the problems they had on set and everything is like an interesting story for anybody that wants to look into it with the fact that 
this movie had so many people walk off set at certain times that were working on this movie. And just the fact that it even got made in the first place is almost a miracle because I know Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, actually was supposed to be like on set to produce and everything like that. And apparently he got fed up with it and just left at one point. Mm. Because they just weren't listening to any of his notes for the movie. And he was just like, you know what? I don't care. Just I'm leaving. Oh, wow. Now, was this like a was this like a studio issue or the directors or like, what, what was it sounds like it was kind of like the mixed bag of everything in the kitchen sink when it came to this, because they had issues with timing for filming, getting sets ready for some of the filming uh, actors were kind of apparently a little bit. I don't want to say lazy on set, but they weren't always available when they should have been. The directors just weren't on point for it. The writers were rewriting things like the day before it was going to be, you know, filmed. It, this one, it was like a mess from my understanding and from what people have said and everything like that, that it's almost a miracle that it did get made in the first place. Hmm. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I remember uh I read that um Bob Hoskins, and you know, this guy, he's a, he's a terrific actor. I mean, if you've seen Bob Hoskins work outside of this, uh mm-hmm. he, he's done some pretty great work. Well, even in this, he's not bad in this movie. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is um when people would ask him what's the worst thing he's ever done, he'd go, Oh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Like like he he would always say that movie. And the funny thing is his son likes the movie. You know, like he 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 likes him in the movie. But um yeah, I can I can understand that. I mean, you do something that a lot of people like, but you yourself feel like, you know, cuz his experience on the set wasn't the best. Right. You know, he didn't, and that's what yeah, a lot he, of the actors have said that it just was an absolute mess to work on this movie. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Hey, well, um you know, hey, I, I mean, uh, it's a shame it went down that way. Uh, me seeing this for the first time, I thought it was a great cheesy 90s movie. I'm giving this one straight down the middle, three out of five. Uh, yeah, when so grading this based on like being a Mario movie, uh, it's a one out of five. But basing it off of like a movie on its own merits, it's a three out of five movie. It's a standard run of the mill 90s kind of action adventure movie. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty much what I would call it. I mean, like, like I said, I like the ca- I like the casting, I like the chemistry. Uh, it doesn't take itself seriously, and I uh, I enjoy it myself. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I put. it. I can't really rate it as a Mario movie because I'm not a Mario guy, but uh, that's that's just where I'm at with it. Okay, there we go. That brings us to the newest Super Mario Brothers movie from 2023 that follows more or less the same plot beats. We have the Mario brothers who have started their new plumbing business in order to get away from their ex-employer, and in doing so, they find the job of a lifetime, which ends up bringing them into the sewers of New York City, or into Brooklyn, New York, where they're pulled into this mysterious world and separated, with Luigi getting sent to the Dark Lands, a land ruled by the King Koopa Bowser, while Mario ends up getting sent to the Mushroom Kingdom, 
where he runs into Princess Peach, who is setting up an army and getting ready to, you know, take down Bowser before he can attack after getting the superstar from another kingdom. And basically, they come together to work to Mario trying to get his brother back, Peach to save her kingdom. Bowser is going to take over everything. And that's where this movie goes. It is basically going by the bare bones formula that the Mario Brothers movies have. Outside of Peach being the one that's kidnapped, instead it's Luigi that ends up getting kidnapped, which is an interesting little twist that they pull on it. But outside of that, it's pretty much exactly the same as you would expect from this kind of plot. Listen, man, the way you described all of this, you said (laughs) Princess Peach, Bowser, and all these names just make me crack up. Like, like. This like this is already making me crack up with the colorful names these characters have. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. But the thing is, the characters are accurate to their game selves. There are a couple things that they changed up about them. Uh, they definitely made Peach more of a. I, I'm trying to think like a powerful influence. She's very independent. She's not like the damsel in distress that she normally is in the games, which is more of a role that she's taken in some of the other games as well. So it's not mm. completely outside of what Nintendo has done with that character. I think out of all the characters, the one that they'd changed the most would probably be Donkey Kong, who instead of just being kind of a regular monkey, is turned into this very weird kind of cocky, self-absorbed character that is very dependent on people thinking he's cool. Oh, see? Now, I didn't know that. Now, I played Donkey Kong Country, but I've always assumed like maybe Donkey Kong and Mario were like, uh, you know, bitter, bitter brothers. I've never seen them in the same room together. Yeah, they're kind of the only games that they really show up together in are the games where they're enemies, like the Donkey Kong game where you have Mario as Jumpman back then trying to save the princess that he kidnapped. There's also like the Mario versus Donkey Kong games and everything like that. But Mm. outside of that, it's always like the party games where it's like, okay, cool. Mario and Donkey Kong are playing tennis together. Oh, here they're Mario karting. You know, like (laughs) that's. You don't see uh, them as bitter rivals most of the time, except for a couple games. Okay, okay, I got you. Well, first off the bat, uh, let me say this. Now, this one, uh, this 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 shouldn't have made me laugh, but it did. Uh, so when we see Bowser, um, we see him and his people trying to take down a, uh, a kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's a kingdom uh, that belongs to penguins. Yes. Small, small penguins. So these dudes, <laughs> it's so funny the way they came out. They played the Kill Bill song and like they're they're literally throwing snowballs and you can see the snowballs are just like just coming off Bowser like it ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, this is just a taste of our power. Do you yield? <laughs> and then Bowser just was he could like smack him out the way or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought that was pretty funny. That was a funny opening. Yeah, they definitely do a good job kind of introducing us to Bowser as a character at the beginning with his very menacing look. And then Jack Black as Bowser. Absolutely fantastic performance in this movie. It has to be said that he probably 
is the best voice to have Bowser as this goofy villain that's very terrifying, but not so much really when you start to hear him talk and everything. Jack Black's persona of that it just matches perfectly for it. I can't think of another a better casting for it. And See, I go on. I was gonna say if you if you if you would have told me that's Jack Black, I wouldn't have believed you until the until the scene where he starts singing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's Jack's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did a great job kind of creating this growly kind of voice for Bowser because that's how he is in the games, is that's all the noises he makes is those just growls and grunts. And he encapsulate that perfectly for a voice where he actually has lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid villain, for sure. Uh, you were about to say something else. I was, I was going to bring something else up, but you go first. Yeah, so when it comes to the other voices, Anya Taylor-Joy, it, it, she's a good Princess Peach. She doesn't really do much with the voice or anything like that. It's there. Charlie Day, again, doesn't really do much with his voice, but he still encapsulates everything about I, Luigi. <laughs> Okay, so this this ties into what I was gonna say. I liked him as Luigi. I oh, really liked him as Luigi. Um, but I love how the 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 movie plays a joke where it plays the commercial, and they're talking in uh like like this kind of voice, you yeah. know, like the like the let's go voice. And then they're looking at the commercial when it ends. They're like, oh man, that was great. Hey, do you think I put the Italian accent on too thick? Mm-hmm. And then the one guy turns around like it was a perfect. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. I think the best part is that character that turns around and stuff. That's the portrayal of Jumpman, the original Mario, voiced by Charles mm. Martinet, the voice of Mario since the that, Nintendo 64. Yeah, I knew something was going on with that cameo. I said, that's got to be somebody important yep. who just turned around. But uh, yeah, I like how the, the, the film kind of goes like, yeah, we're not going to do the lesser gold voice the whole movie. We're just going to play it in this little commercial here. You're welcome. Let's let's kind of just we paid a lot of money for these actors. Let's just have them do their regular voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris Pratt's voice, he it is different from the trailers that they showed. So I don't know if after like the backlash from the trailers, he went in and re-recorded lines to give a little bit more of an accent onto it. It's not heavy, but it is a difference. And I'm sure somebody's probably made a YouTube video or something comparing like the trailer to his voice in the movie, because in the trailers, it it just it's very much like, oh, this is Chris Pratt talking. There's nothing special about this, but he has a lot more energy in the movie. So I kind of wish they would have showed that originally with the trailers. I'm sure that would have gotten a lot of people off of that train that started. Yeah, I I didn't really care. You know, I didn't care about it. Oh, yeah. I I I looked at it as uh okay, good casting. Sure. Um yeah, I I didn't mind it that much. But I like how uh Mario and Luigi uh I like their relationship in this one. Whereas in Super Mario Brothers the live action one they were um you know, like Luigi was kind of like brought into the family, kind of adopted. Mm-hmm. In this one they're like, you know, they're real brothers and Mario Mario is always looking out for Luigi. And Luigi's kind of always scared all the time, kind of scared to stand up for himself. And, Mar- and Mario's always there to stand up for him. Yeah, uh, I-, I like that dynamic there. Yeah, and that's closer to the actual dynamic they have in the games, where it, 
Luigi is kind of like the scaredy cat that will jump in in order to save people. Meanwhile, Mario's the very headstrong, I'm going to save the day kind of person. And it, their characters were done wonderfully in this. Uh, Princess Peach was done wonderfully in this. You had like Toad. I absolutely love how they went with like the Captain Toad kind of thing, the adventurous Toad for mm-hmm. King and Michael Key's kind of Toad there. Uh, Fred Armiston as Cranky Kong was absolutely fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it, this is a great cast on this movie and everything. And the couple of changes that I didn't particularly like that they made with the characters are kind of just just that little nitpicky things where it's like, okay, well, I, I'm not a big fan of what they did to Donkey Kong with this one, but at the same time, I understand why they had to make that change in order to make this a more interesting dynamic between Donkey Kong and Mario versus him just being another guy that goes back and forth with him. You know, it makes Mm. for a lot more interesting character there and gives their scenes together something more than just, you know, hey, I'm a big monkey. And, you know, because that's more or less what he is in the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you so you're saying you like Seth Rogen as Kong? I, I thought it was okay. Uh I wouldn't have put him as my first pick for it. Of course he does the Seth Rogen laugh in it, and I was like, okay. See, I was I was listening for that. I didn't hear the laugh. I was Oh, surprised. he did it like two times. There was the first time he did it was when Mario got the poison shroom, which shrinks him. And he's looking mm. down at him. And he does the laugh there. And he does it again later in the movie when he gets like the fire flower power up as well. Mm. Mm. OK, I, I didn't I didn't hear it. It must have been like, well, I guess since it was two times, I didn't notice it that much. Um, You know, I don't think Seth Rogen was a uh, Seth Rogeny in this movie. He surprised me. Yeah, it was, was a like, very tame Seth Rogen. Yeah, it, it surprised me. I said, oh, OK, he's a. Uh, He's just he he's he's being Donkey Kong. Well, he's being the vision of Donkey Kong that they wrote for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't mind it. I, I thought I thought, OK, fine. I, I'm, I'm with it now, because if it was a little bit too Seth Rogen, I'd be like, I, I'm not hearing Donkey Kong. I'm hearing Rogan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think all the characters kind of did that well, where I, I think the only one that came off where I was like, I can't hear the character. I just hear the voice actor was probably Fred Armiston. But at the same time, his voice is so particular that I could probably pick his voice out of like a crowd of a hundred. Uh, the voice see, of Cranky. No, no, I know who he played, yeah. but but uh, see, I watched Portlandia a lot. I I didn't even catch that that was Fred Armisen. I oh, knew okay. it was some funny guy. I didn't know it was him. Yeah, that I think out of all of them, if there was one that I could like blindly listen to. And I didn't know who the cast was and everything. First off, Jack Black is about I would have never gotten that one. Seth Same. Rogen, I probably would have gotten if there was enough dialogue to go off of. Uh, mm. You know, Charlie Day, since it's basically just his voice, I'd be like, OK, it sounds yeah. like Charlie Day, but I don't know if it's actually Charlie Day. I, I would have known it was him. I, I've seen so many Always Sunny episodes. Yeah. I, I would have known if it was him. I just know his inflection. Right. But um, his scenes were so few with Luigi and stuff like that. I just heard Luigi because that is the personality of Luigi. Hmm. OK, uh, I would have never guessed Keegan Michael Key for Toad. Uh, it just it sounded nothing like Key. Yeah. Like, like yeah. 
That's that's talent. That's talent for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as the casting goes here, you know, everyone was great. I, I liked Anya as Peach, Chris as Mario, Charlie as Luigi. I uh, I have no complaints about the casting here. Um, dude, I this is this is a beautiful looking movie, man. Like like oh, yeah. like I love the visuals here. Like there were some things, even though I haven't really played a lot of Mario, I did get some jokes, and I was like, oh, I actually kind of get that joke. Like uh like you know I uh I I love the power ups, mm-hmm. I uh I love the mushrooms, the different type of mushrooms. Like uh I I like the way they put this together. Oh yeah, yeah. There's when it comes to this movie, I know that the critics when the scores were coming out, this movie was getting critically attacked and after i watched it i was like okay i understand all those critics that were watching this movie they don't know mario at all so they didn't get any of those references they don't get those jokes i checked some of the reviews and all of them were like yeah it's a bare bones movie with a lot of things that don't explain themselves and it's like and one person (laughs) even like was one of the reviews I was reading was even going in depth of they didn't even explain the power ups at all. Like, why would he turn big when he eats a mushroom? Why would he turn small when he eats a different mushroom? How is anybody supposed to keep track of this? And it's like, OK, clearly you have no idea <laughs> anything about Mario. Well, that well, I I don't know that. Well, I don't know that much about power ups. Like, uh, like I said, I caught on some things, but I I, I understood that she, she explained it plainly. Yeah, she said. Yeah, you hit the power up. You uh, you get big and you gain strength. I mean, they explained it right. And it's like it it comes off as like I don't want to say that uh, critics are very pretentious of themselves, but a lot of the reviews that I was reading and stuff of people that did not like this movie were like, "Oh, I'm too good for this. It, this is just mm. it's a kids movie. It's like why did you go in the first place? <laughs> you My knew publication. it was a, right." <laughs> Yeah, my publication set me out on assignment, and I don't want to watch this crap. Right. (laughs) That's probably what it was. I'm telling you, that's what it was. Because Um, this movie is filled with Easter eggs and side jokes and everything like that for people that know the Mario universe. Like, as they're walking through, like, the different kingdoms, it's basically laid out the same way as the games are, where you go to different areas of, like, the world map. You have, like, the Desert Kingdom, the Ice Kingdom, you know, everything like that. The fact that everything in, like, the Kong's Kingdom was tracked around, like, a Mario Kart kind of stage was absolutely fantastic, down to, like, them building the carts and everything. That was great. At the very beginning of the movie, you have the entire scene where they're trying to get to their first job and Mario's doing like the parkour through everything. And that entire sequence is lined up exactly like World 1-1 in the first Mario game with his, the jumps he makes and everything that he goes through down to him, you know, doing the jump over the fence onto the flagpole at a place called Castle Burger or Burger Castle, meaning that mm. he got to the castle at the end of the stage. It's like it, those kind of things just fall perfectly into place in this movie that every moment there's something visually to catch your eye as a fan of the Mario games to go. I get that reference. I like that. Oh, they put that there. You know, even when they're walking down into the sewers, there's a sign that says world one dash two, which is like kind of the lead up in Mario. Whenever you get to the next level and you're going into it, it's like the little title screen that comes up. And they pulled all that off brilliantly. The blue shell reference 
is absolutely great. I, that got a laugh out of me. Yeah, uh, for all the people that are like me that that don't really know Mario that well, that whole section, that that whole tangent Brad just went on wasn't for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the fans, y'all. I, I that was for fans. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of in jokes here that I didn't catch. Um, that that were for the fans. Yeah, I uh, overall I thought it was pretty good. Um, I liked the final battle. But the final final battle was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I like how they all like kind of at one point, just like in Super Mario Brothers, the live action one, they end up back in New York at one point. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Mario Luigi uh, saved the day, and Luigi finally steps up for himself or stands up for himself. I like the little flashback they do when Luigi is first like taken over to Koopa, and he reflects on their childhood, where. Um, mm. I, I think it was the guy that they just they just stopped working for Spike uh, as Spike, a kid. Yeah, uh, you know, trying to bully him, and then Mario comes in, steps on him, and steps on Spike, and then hands Luigi back to Flower. He he was like messing around with. Like I like their relationship. I like how them being split up. It, it doesn't make them whole. It makes them whole when they're together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that theme of it. Yeah, I, I, the theme that they're always stronger together. That no matter what they do, they can always accomplish it as long as they're together. It's like a brotherly bond is very good, you know, especially when they come together toward the end, like with the wedding scene and everything like that. And, you know, it it just works out for this movie for what they're trying to do with these characters. Mm -hmm. The one thing about this movie, I'm curious how you felt about it, was the reveal of like Bowser's intentions with it with him trying to marry peach and it's not he wants to destroy the kingdom he's trying to use this as like a gift to give to peach to get her to want to marry him i i just said okay (laughs) i I just shrugged it was like uh, see i thought that was a video game thing i was like oh okay this must be a guy that likes princess peach in the movie or in the game or something it it is i just went oh okay well yeah i just i i guess i was just like all right whatever yeah i didn't think too much about it because it's a very like out of left field kind of thing for everything you're presented in the movie so far but it is literally the plot of super mario odyssey where bowser kidnaps peach in order to get her to marry him (laughs) hey i i just listen i didn't take this movie seriously right like you know it's super mario brothers i was like if if you say if you're telling me this whole plot of him taking down you know, uh, small, uh, cute penguins and uh, small, cute mushrooms is to marry some princess girl that's originally from Earth. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if you say so, movie, if you say so. <laughs> right, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't nitpick with it. I was like, OK. Um, fun, fun thing that happened, though, um, that I was in a packed theater. I know you saw this as a screening, right? Uh, no, I actually saw this one after it released. I went to kind of like an early showing of it the day it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I saw this when it came out and, uh, yeah, I was in a packed screening, man. I was, uh, sitting next to this, um, this woman who was sitting with her kids. Uh, sweet lady, though. We didn't talk the whole movie until at one point her kids didn't want some candy she pulled out of her purse. She turned to me and was like, want some candy? I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) She's like, all right, thanks. I was like, all right, that's cool. And she put it back in her purse. Uh, but that was just a sweet exchange I just wanted to make note of. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah it's... She was having a good time, though. She was laughing at the jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this movie has some good jokes in it. It's definitely doesn't heavily rely on you knowing everything about Super Mario to get the jokes. The jokes are very plain and kind of there for you. They're illumination jokes. It's mm-hmm. it's the same guys who made Minions. There's nothing surprising about this movie in any way when it comes to the kind of humor that they pull. Yeah, uh, you know, for the longest time, I didn't know Illumination was kind of separate from DreamWorks. I, I thought they were the same thing. Um, but yeah, Illumination has its own thing. I don't I don't really know the difference between them and DreamWorks, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Illumination is Despicable Me, Minions, Secret Life of Pets, well, and... I, I guess this is what I'm saying. I, I know what the movies are, but I'm saying, like, I don't understand the theme of how those movies are different from DreamWorks movies. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's just two different studios that make very similar kind of movies. Because they're both under Universal, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. That That was the confusion. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty much all set here. You got anything else to say about this movie? Uh, not really. This one, you know, is somebody as a fan of Mario, this movie hits all the right notes of everything that I would want to see in this movie, everything I wanted the movie to be, and every kind of reference and inside joke that I wanted from it. It is a kid's movie made by Illumination, but at the same time, even with that kind of known fact, it does very well with what it's given and with everything that it's trying to accomplish with being a Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I, I think um, just like Super Mario Brothers gave me what I expected, this film as an animated version of Super Mario Brothers, it gave me what I expected. And uh, I didn't walk away disappointed. I didn't walk away going... That was awful. You mm. know, I walked away going, all right, yeah, that, was, that was pretty entertaining. That, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you didn't walk out going, cinema is ruined forever. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I Listen, the, the, the critics, the critical reviews you're telling me about this movie, I mean, I don't think those people wanted to have fun. No. <laughs> they, they walked in going, oh, I'm being forced to watch this kid's movie. I don't want to be here today. Yeah, I, I listen, I like tapping into the inner kid in, in me for films like this. And I feel like this film made me do that. And uh, I give this a light 3.5. I, I give this a four out of five. It mm. it does everything that I want from a Mario movie. It does a great job with the plot that it has, the characters it has, everything like that. If, you know, judging it based on just being a movie, it, it's a four out of five based on just being like a Mario movie and everything like that, it knocked it out of the park. This is like the perfect representation of what a Mario movie should be. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So if we, uh, so if it pretty much comes down to it, this one wins out. Yeah. 2023 beats 1993. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At first I had it tied. Well, at first I had it tied. You know, when I when I first thought about it, I'm like, okay, those are both solid threes to me. But looking back on Super Mario Brothers, I got I got a few more. It got a few more chuckles out of me 
than the than the nineteen ninety three one did. I still appreciate the nineteen ninety three one because of the great talent involved with it, but this one got a little bit more entertainment value uh, out of it for me. Yeah, both movies actually had amazing cast behind them, which yeah. is kind of impressive for especially like nineteen ninety three standards for getting like onto a video game movie. Because when you think of like video game movies from that kind of era, you think of like Street Fighter and like the Tekken movie and stuff like that. It's like that exactly wasn't pulling big names. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, all right, man. After show topics. Now I've seen some some things. What what kind of movies have you seen lately? Uh, so I finally sat down and watched Tetris, the new movie on Apple's TV service. And Mm. I got to say, I absolutely love that one. It was a very fun adventure movie that follows the story behind Tetris very closely. Actually, it does Hollywood up some scenes and kind of like speed track some things that normally Mm. in, you know, in the actual story, it took like a week to get some stuff rolling and they kind of tighten it up to seem like it came through in a day kind of thing. Mm. And in that regard, it's very much a much tighter movie, but none of it takes away from the point of the overall plot and everything that actually happened when it came down to the story of Tetris and getting the licensing rights from Russia by different companies that were fighting for those rights. And mm. I love that. It's surprisingly accurate. Like there's a lot in this movie that you'd watch and go, oh, OK, so that probably didn't happen. It did. Well, that probably didn't happen. Oh, yeah, it did. So you're saying that this person broke the law here? Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, you know, I've I heard I've been hearing good things about it. You know, Taron Egerton is in it, and I, I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might check it out. Yep. Uh, then on top of that, I got to see the upcoming Nick Cage film, Renfield. Mm, I'm seeing that Tuesday. Yep. So that uh, I got a chance to see that one during a very early screening for that one. And so we'll actually be I, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that it. one. Yeah. 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 It's, it's on the agenda on the agenda. Um, What did I see? Oh, I finally saw air. OK. Yeah. And uh, you can catch both of our reviews for that movie on 8bitwaffles.com. I just uploaded mine. Uh, Solid film, man. Solid movie. I didn't think that would be an entertaining subject for a movie. I'm like, yeah, how they made the Jordan shoe. But, you know, great cast, solid pace. Um, I liked it, man. I liked it. I, I would give it a strong, strong four out of five. I, it elevates past the usual dad sports movie. Yeah, that's where it falls in with me. It's it's a solid four out of five movie. The comedy is on point. The character interactions are on point. The tension behind everything is great. It, mm-hmm. The only thing that I had an issue with is it had some tone deafness at scenes where it just got very like, oh, this is a very dramatic moment and everything like that. And then it pulls like the Marvel thing where it's like, OK, make a joke and everything's lighthearted again. And it's like you could have let that sit for a minute and kind of gone into that. And you you know what I didn't like, though? There's a scene in there with Marlon Wayans and um, he's he's given a great monologue. Like like he, he he's he's great in this one scene that he's in. Mm-hmm. But the editing and the weird camera angles like diffuse the poignancy of what he's saying. Are you talking about the scene at the bar? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that that scene, I was like, this guy's giving a great speech that's going to inspire Matt Damon's character to pursue Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, but the the powerful moment here is being diffused by so many angles that they're trying to show like, oh, yeah, we had this one angle. Let's put this in. Let's edit this in right here. Yeah. And it's like it's just it's just it, 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 that one scene kind of like it diffuses the, the seriousness of the moment. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I and, think um, that's kind of along with my stuff where it's like the movie doesn't know how to sit down and take a serious moment and let it ride. Right. It needs to have something else be going on. It feels like it can't sit still. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, but that one scene, it kind of really, really irked me. But uh, other than that, I thought it was a solid movie. I um, Oh, I finally saw Inside with William Dafoe. What did you think of that one? Now, nah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, now, listen, William Dafoe is a great actor, but you got to be, be a little forewarned here. You're with him the entire movie in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a bad person to hang out with for a hundred minutes, but uh, that a hundred minutes sometimes get a, gets a little tedious at times, and you're kind of waiting, like, okay, let's kind of get to the next thing here. I get it, the guy's trapped, right? But yeah. uh, overall, he keeps it interesting. You know, he he's a great actor, so he keeps it interesting. Um, I I give it three out of five. Three out of five. It's worth the watch. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it, that one's in theaters around here anymore because I haven't seen it pop up at all. No, it just hit VOD because I was gonna see that in theaters, but then oh, uh, okay, it left it left kind of fast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's not in theaters anymore. It left. Um, what else did I see? Oh, I feel like you should check out the new Netflix show, uh, Beef, with uh Stephen Yoon and Ali Wong. I, I've seen the trailer for that. It's good, man. I like it. It's a nice, tense character dramedy. Okay. Um, it's good, man. It's unpredictable. I, I like where the, the, the series is going so far. I've seen the first three episodes, and it's uh, it's it's solid. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I don't really have access to Netflix unless I like borrow somebody's account for like the weekend or something like that. So mm. it, it, I hate that they don't have a free trial anymore. Because before it would be like, okay, like every once in a while, I'll get the free trial, subscribe for a month, and then watch everything I need to jump off, repeat in like three months later and everything. Yeah, they don't do that no more. <laughs> you just sign up and you you immediately in. Right. Ain't no more free trial, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, they got to pay for that product, man. I mean, they, they got a lot of superstars on there and, you know, they need that cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see how things will go with Netflix after they instruct everything for the account sharing, because supposedly that's going to be coming to the U.S. very soon, where you have to be checking into like a home Wi-Fi or a designated house in order to keep using the account. Hey, that's the main way we use Netflix. We would use. Listen, I would rent out Airbnbs where people would let the the people. People would let us use their Netflix on their TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just coming to our account is fine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to see how that, we're going to see how that goes. But, you know. Yeah. I'm I don't curious know. to see how their subscriber numbers do after that, because I know in their heads they're like, oh, yeah, this will get us more subscribers. But I feel like it's going to tank their subscribers because those houses that are kind of being like, oh, these three people share the account. They're each paying like a third of the price for it. They're just going to lose that account entirely. They're not going to gain two extra accounts from it. 
Mm. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, so I know you saw it. I, I didn't really catch it, but uh, the new Blue Beetle uh, trailer dropped. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. It basically is playing off exactly how I'd expect, kind of the alien gadget that affixes itself to a host's body to go. The trailer did a great job kind of presenting that scene where he first gets the suit, which is very close to the comics from my memory. And I'm mm. excited for that one, especially because it looks like it is kind of like separated out from the rest of the DC universe right now to kind of let it have that breathing room where it's like, okay, is this taking place before or after James Gunn's entire reversal of everything? So mm. I feel like he's going to be one of the people that survives the flashpoint incident that's going to be coming up and continues mm. on as he is. I hope so. At least if the movie is good, it, it, I have high hopes for it based on the trailer. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I hope it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know Star Wars just had their like, uh, their new event. Um, yes. Anything you want to note about what they said or? So we finally have some more information on Skeleton Crew, including a trailer. I believe that one's up on their site. I can't remember if that was one of the ones that kind of because I saw it before it went up online from like somebody's cell phone recording at the conference and everything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. The Ahsoka trailer went up. It looks like it's going to be great based on everything. People that loved Star Wars Rebels. It's going to be exactly what we're hoping for a continuation of that. We have mm -hmm. three new movies coming up. Uh, one directed by Dave Filioni, kind of following everything with the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, and the Book of Boba Fett. We have another one coming up that's going to basically be the Daisy Ridley's Ray coming back to, uh, you know, present like a new Jedi temple. It was kind of vague on how it is going to be. <laughs> But her coming back to basically rebirth the Jedi in a way. And there's a third one that I'm blanking on what that one was going to be about. But so we do have a new trilogy coming, but it's not a straight trilogy of three movies. It's basically three spinoff kind of movies that are coming. What about the Lando show? Uh, they said they was going to make a show about Lando. Uh, that that was long ago. That was back when like people still had hopes for the solo movie. <laughs> Solo movie. What do you mean? Uh, the solo, the Han Solo movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you talking about that was back when that film was out in theaters, or that was back when that when people thought that film was gonna get a sequel. Back when people were thinking that was gonna get a sequel, that's when the Lando show oh. kind of stuff was going on. I haven't heard anything about that since. Right now, the shows that are being talked about are the Acolyte, which I have no idea what that one's about. We have a logo for it. There is Skeleton Crew. There is the Ahsoka and Mandalorian. Those are the big ones being mm. pushed right now. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, we'll see what's going on here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, nothing much has been popping off. Uh, Joker 2 just got done filming. Yeah, they kind of showed the pictures of like Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn and Joaquin Phoenix is Joker in this one. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm curious when that first trailer comes out, what are people's thoughts going to be on that? Because 
it's presenting itself as a musical, according to uh, Todd Phillips. So we'll see. Well, you know me. I'm not really a trailer guy. I just like to see the movie. Uh, The Barbie trailer looks funny. The Barbie movie looks like it's going to be a blast. It does not look like it seems to be pulling the same kind of tone that the Lego movie had, where it's like we're making a movie about toys. Let's just have fun with it. Mm, yeah yeah for sure for sure uh yeah i agree all right y'all it's been another great episode of uh dfe hey listen uh remember to you know like movies like share and subscribe to this show always remember to watch movies love movies um see you on the next one uh take care <laughs>